Hi, this is Jason Cascarino. Thanks for listening to the Lessons in Adolescence podcast, a production of Remaking Middle School, an initiative that seeks to transform the learning and development experience for young adolescents in the middle school years. Remaking Middle School brings together good educational practice in school and out of school with the latest developmental science. In the Lessons in Adolescence podcast, we feature conversations with researchers, practitioners, program developers, and advocates. Drawing content from our past two seasons of episodes, we are offering a series of mini-lessons on important topics relating to positive early adolescent development and effective middle-level education. This mini-lesson is about racial identity. Welcome to Remaking Middle School, an initiative that seeks to transform the learning and development experience for young adolescents in the middle school years. Remaking Middle School brings together good educational practice in school and out of school with the latest developmental science. So if you think about inequities, and you know we typically talk about or often talk about them as being systemic in nature, right? Institutionalized oppression or institutionalized, you know, kind of discriminatory processes, et cetera. Well, you know, human beings have created those institutions. The institutions are just not free-floating entities. They're actually created and populated by human beings who interact with one another. And so just like we constructed them, we can revise, reconstruct, reimagine how they function so we can figure out not only how to be, um, how to attend to inequity or how to advance equity not in in our own uh, interpersonal interaction, but also how to institutionalize equity so that everyone who participates in a in a in an institution like a school or in out of school time or in the in the criminal justice system or in the health system actually gets gets full and equal access to the resources that are available. That was Rob Yeagers. Vice President for Research at CASEL, the Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning, the leading resource for knowledge, practice, and policy around SEL. As Rob notes, issues of institutionalized racism and discrimination are roadblocks that school systems nationwide are continuously working through. Rob's work focuses on how students in the middle grade years come to process and understand these everyday experiences of discrimination against themselves and their peers. It's a, a, a complex uh, developmental period for all of the reasons that I think uh, people appreciate. Um, you've got both the kind of the biological aspects of it, the increased maturity, you know, cognitive development, the importance of peers, and, and, and as you point out, identity and, and, and agency and, and having a sense of, of social belonging all become so very central to how young people understand themselves and the situations that they find themselves in, both with peers and with, and with adults. And so I think, um, you know, as we develop the work, that that period, that developmental period um, is particularly important and, and is focal, especially, especially in our work. And that's not to say all of these issues like identity, like agency, like belonging, don't have a developmental course that starts at birth. It's simply to say that middle uh, middle school years or early adolescence is a time when these things become uh, uh, exceedingly salient and important for us to to recognize 
and to attend to as our young people uh, mature. During this influential time in a student's life, it is important to remember that young people grow at different rates in their understanding of their racial identities and in the various ways to talk about it. Joanna Lee Williams, Associate Professor at the Graduate School of Applied and Professional Psychology at Rutgers University, completed a study on how young people absorb and talk about race-related issues in the school environment. Being cognizant of the variation and the heterogeneity among students is an important starting place when it comes to any issues related to violence or in particular related to race. There are in middle school some kids who are ready to talk about and want to talk about these issues. They have the capability to talk about them because they have access to you know, terms and sort of what I call racial literacy. And then there are other students who don't necessarily have a way to enter into that conversation or they may feel really uncomfortable. As young people, Joanna recognizes that middle schoolers can be extremely susceptible to trauma and demonstrations of violence involving race relations. She expressed the importance of making sure students have the proper skill sets to process and respond to racialized stereotypes. Her study's findings reveal how crucial it is to provide students with the accurate language and context to inform their conversations. We know that, you know, vicarious trauma and sort of collective trauma can, particularly for youth who are members of the groups that are often targeted, so in this case we're talking about the African-American community, can take a toll. It can take a toll psychologically, it can take a toll physically on health, and that can accumulate across the lifespan. So I think as young people are taking in all of this information, we need to be concerned about the potential negative effects. So there's really great research showing that racism and race-related discrimination can have cumulative effects across the lifespan. And those begin as early as childhood and accumulate into adulthood. But I also think that there are some opportunities here as we think about the wide level of exposure to what's been going on as it relates to protests. There's opportunities, whether it's building racial literacy or thinking about helping young adolescents understand the nuance related to structural inequality versus kind of um, individual level biases or discrimination. So what we saw a lot in our interviews were students being concerned about making a mistake or saying the wrong thing because they thought, oh, I don't want anybody to call me racist. And so their their understanding of the idea of racist was that, you know, somebody makes a mean comment or, you know, says a racial slur. But I think a structural understanding of racism is one that allows students to see things that are systemic, that are, you know, sort of built into our systems, that are connected to our history, and that continue to shape different groups in different ways. And all of us, regardless of our race, live in that context. And I think helping students, I found this actually with college students in my own teaching, helping students develop a structural view gives them a different entry point into the conversation around racism. So they become less worried about, am I going to say the wrong thing and offend somebody? And more concerned about, okay, how are my actions and the actions of those around me contributing to these, you know, systemic level factors? So it's less about saying the wrong thing and more about what can I do? So it gives young people opportunities for agency. 
In addition to providing youth with the language necessary to discuss race, it is important to support positive development of their personal racial identities. Darren Graves is an associate professor of education and social work at Simmons University and an adjunct lecturer of education at Harvard Graduate School of Education. He shares a small part of his own personal journey to showcase how racial identity is defined and how to aid youth in shaping a positive self-outlook. I saw myself as a very curious, intelligent, dutiful student. For me, I would I, I was I was able to see the, a disconnect between how I saw myself, right, and how others were seeing me. And in a lot of ways, when we're talking about racial identity, that's what we're exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about that liminal space between how you identify yourself and how others identify you. Darren works to ensure students are equipped with the confidence and support they need to form their own identities. He explains some of the actions that teachers, parents, and role models for youth can take to ensure their positive development. Now, what we can do, and it sort of alludes to what I was saying earlier about my own you know, journey, is that we can help young folks develop a sense of identity that both recognizes the challenges, right, that they're going to have to face, while also giving them a sense of agency um, that's rooted in a sense of understanding of being part of an ongoing sort of struggle individually and collectively to, you know, to, to, to assert one's full humanity. Ensuring youth have a safe and healthy environment to shape their personal racial identities is essential to combating the systemic racism they face within and beyond the school environment. As adults, we should remain conscious of the way we share and discuss race-related issues and bias-motivated violence with youth, keeping in mind their developing minds and increasing exposure to these issues. For more resources on racial identity development and early adolescence, check out the content available on the Remaking Middle School website at remakingmiddleschool.org.